good to come together, isn't it? Amen. Who's inspired? <laughs> yeah, you got some people inspired. Back to work. <laughs> Back to work. <laughs> so we've got a few things up on the screen here that we'll recognise. What do we see? Tools. Digging equipment. So, so the re- reality is all these things we've got. There's a post hole digger. There's an excavator there. I always wanted to drive an excavator. Haven't ever had the opportunity. Um, jackhammer. Sorry, someone say. Great fun. I, I believe it. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a pick there. But they are all for a purpose, aren't they? And, and Al pulled that out earlier. Well done. Full points. And they are for? Digging. For digging. Fred of Frogs. Oh, sorry, I didn't come with Fred of Frogs. Sorry. <laughs> Coffee later. Okay, so all for digging, but do you use them all for the same job? No, no. So if you wanted to, uh, to dig a big hole in sand, would you use the jackhammer? No, no, I had some sandstone behind my house, and the jackhammer was great in, in dealing with that. So if I wanted, I found that worked really well for me. So if I was digging a hole in sand, wouldn't that be a smart thing to do? No, okay. So if I wanted to dig just a, a little hole to put a post in for a fence, the excavator. Isn't that, that it? It's going to be a lot of concrete holding this fence up. But, you know. <laughs> so the rea- reality is there are different tools, and depending on what we're digging into and, and what the end result is, might, there might be a different approach to how we would go through it. And there might be some things we had um, with the sandstone in behind our house. I might have started with a jackhammer. I ended up using one of those bars for a, for a while. You know, that's, that's good fun for a little while. And, you know, just sort of breaking things up and levering and, and so forth. And then there's picks and ultimately a, a shovel because you're not going to move a lot of stuff with a bar, are you? So the reality is that there are different times we need different tools for, for a different job. And, uh, but, but ultimately, they are, they are all about digging. They are all about us removing something to make way for something else. Maybe just air. But. And so this morning, we're actually going to be looking at a season in Isaac's life. So Isaac, the son of promise, so Abraham's son, and a season when he was digging. Now, I don't think he had an excavator. He probably would have loved an excavator, but he didn't, he didn't have one. And uh, so he was digging, and particularly he was digging wells. He was digging wells. And whilst many of us may have never, I've never dug a, a well, um, but it, there is so much that relates to, to our life and to the, the life of the church, because wells are a, a key and a pivotal item in, in society, in a, in, a, in a nation, you know, in a developing nation. So would you turn with me to Genesis 26? And we've got Isaac, um, Abraham's son, that during a time of, of famine, he's in the land of the Philistines, and he's seen the Lord's blessing on him and upon his family, to the point where the Philistines were now envious of his prosperity and wealth. So he's a visitor to the nation, and this nation is now envious of him. And so we're reading from verse 12 in Genesis 26. So there's a little bit to get through here. We're not afraid of a bit of the word here today, are we? It's good for us. So it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. That's pretty good. And the Lord blessed him. So the way I read that, so he 
He reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Get that. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> um, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now, they're not my words. This is the word. So he's doing all right here. This is, this is pretty, pretty amazing. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. And so the Philistines envied him. Uh, now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. And then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. There's a great way to start a nation, in a tent, um, in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he called them by the names which his father had called them. And also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, the water is ours. They've taken dibs. And so he, he called the name of the well Esek because they quarreled with him. And then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. And so he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. Yay! And so they called its name Rehoboth because he said, for the, Now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And then he went up from there to Bathsheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I'm with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my, my servant Abraham's sake. And so he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. So another one. Then from verse 32, we skip down. It came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they dug. And he said to them, we have found water. That sounds like just a simple statement to us, doesn't it? But you can just imagine the significance at this time. We have found water, and so he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Besheba to this day. So here we have Isaac. He is the son of, of promise. And God had said to Abraham that he'd have descendants. Abraham would have descendants like the sands of the earth. There were all these different parallels like the stars in the sky that from him would come a great nation. And we see now already the blessing of God on, on Isaac while he had been in the land of the Philistines. But now it was time for these people, for this, this nation to be born in a sense. Now we know that when things are born, what happens? They come out. No, we're not having that, that talk, all of that talk now. But we know that they, they, come, they come out, don't they? And that's the reality of, of birth. And, and mothers, you know, by 40, 40, 39, 40 weeks, you're ready for this thing to be coming out. Isn't that right? And all the men are saying, yeah, absolutely, we know all about this. And <laughs> you're ready for this, this thing to come out. So we know that ultimately the time comes for this baby to be born because we don't want that thing to be staying in there any, any longer. It's not going to get easier. 
And so here is a, a nation being, being born, essentially. They'd, they'd been in this place where they'd been nurtured, where there'd been resources, and that's how it is for a baby, isn't it? They, they do wonderfully, wonderfully well, um, you know, often even to the detriment of, of the mother. So we know that the, the babies do, do well. And, and so all that they need is, is there. And so this nation of Israel, which was to be born, they'd been satisfied, they'd been reaping from the provisions of this, this land, but it was now time for this nation to be born. So after setting up camp, Isaac knew that for this nation to survive, they were going to need water. They were going to need sustenance. And so any sustenance ultimately is going to have to start with, with water. And we know how important water is to us and how many glasses of water the doctors say we should drink and how many glasses of water that most of us do drink and the disparity between the, the two of those. But we, we need it to, to function. But for Isaac, he also knew that for their livestock, now we've, we've seen the blessing and the prosperity that came. So we're talking about a lot of livestock. So he's going to need water for livestock. Is that right? Yep. And as well, if they're going to develop crops and till the land, they're going to need water to be able to do that as well because we can't do that without, without water. So without it, without water, all of the, the wealth and the, the blessing that, that Isaac had accumulated during his, his time in Philistine would ultimately run out. And that's what happens in seasons of, of drought and, and famine, isn't it? That, that the resources that are there... They, they, they get traded off for those, those foundational um, resources that are needed. Not always, not always water, but in these, these countries that, that, have, that have famine going on, it strips them, them back to nothing. Everything that they have, they, they trade until there's nothing left but themselves. And even then, in many cases, that's even traded as family members and people who have given themselves to be, to be servants in, in others' homes. So as it is in the natural, spiritually also, we, we need sustenance and nutrition. We need places to, to go to, these resources that will fill us, that will refresh us, so that we can be fruitful and, and our soul can be satisfied. In Psalm 42, the psalmist says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And you can hear the yearning in the psalmist, can't you? You can hear that, 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 that cry, you know, not, of, not of natural thirst, but he's relating it to this thing of natural thirst. And he says, just like this, this deer that's, that's parched, that's dry, needs water. Lord, my soul, it longs for you. It cries out for you. It was looking for that, that place where it could drink. And we too, we need to find those places where, where we, can, we can be refreshed and nourished. So we're back to, to Isaac. So he was facing this in the natural. But we see, we see the parallel, don't we? I, we don't need to spell that out anymore. We see the parallel there. And in the natural, he needed somewhere that they could go. Because for the, the well-being of, of his people, there was a nation now that was depending on him and upon this, this provision. So they start, where, it, where they start? They start with the, the old wells. It's like, well, these wells were the things 
that brought nourishment to our family in the past. These are the wells that, that my father dug and his family dug, and this is a great place to start. If, if you know that there's a place where there's been water in the past, or you could dig somewhere randomly and find water or not, where would you dig? Yeah, we start where we know there's water, don't we? We, we know there's a place, a place there where we can have, let's, let's take this, this option first of all. It's a great start. It's provided before. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but we know that these wells, they weren't in good condition. They'd had rocks and muck and dirt and sticks and all sorts of things. You know, the walls of them were, had probably been etched away and the things were, were falling apart. So it was going to take some work, even though they knew these, these things had a resource available, or they, they hoped there was still a resource available, there was still going to be some work just digging the old, the old wells. And then getting it to a point where that water was good to drink, because it was probably contaminated. There was, there's all this stuff that's been thrown in the wells, and to clear it out to offer any hope of, of healthy nourishment. But Isaac knew that with, with hard work, there was the potential there that sustenance could be found. Now, as I said, I've, I've never dug a well, but they say that digging um, in, with modern equipment, it can take between a few hours to a few days to dig a well. And that's with, with modern equipment. Imagine how long it would take to do this by hand. We're talking a minimum of days, probably weeks. And that would be, that'd be conservative. That would be a, there's a, lot, a lot of work there, a lot of, lot of digging, depending on how far down you've got to go to get, to get to the water. So can you imagine how disappointed these people were to, to dig up this, this well, potentially spending weeks, many people spending weeks, with the hope of all that would offer to find they get to the end to have the herdsmen of Gerar claim it as their own. Pretty gut-wrenching, isn't it? But we've just dug this thing out, we've, we've cleared it out, and these other people have said, no, that, was, that one was ours. And they obviously weren't in a position to, to contend because there's a nation being, being born. So we don't know exactly how Isaac felt, but we know that they moved on. And they said, well, let's dig again. And I can imagine Isaac saying to his people, stirring up and saying, come on, there's a nation depending on us. This is the start of something huge. There is a nation that's depending on us right now. So even after all that work, with no results, they knew that they had to keep digging to find those springs that would nourish them. And again, the parallel for us, we know that as, as individuals and as a church, there are times that we are going to need to dig. There are nations that are depending on us, in our, our families, those that we love, this, this community, this, you know, this nation, literally, but there are nations here represented in this place today that are dependent on you if we're willing to dig. Are we willing to dig these wells? There are nations waiting on us. There are some old wells that, we, that need to be reclaimed. These places that have brought nourishment before that we need to dig up again so that nourishment can be supplied again. And in our lives, we can get discouraged looking down those old wells and looking at all the rocks and all the muck and all the things that have been heaped in there and thinking, is there any worth in this, 
this anymore. But there is worth there in these old worlds. There is that potential there to, to dig and find nourishment again. Because there is a nation that's depending on us. But ahead of us as well, there is a need to dig new wells. So we have the old wells and we have new wells. And for, for a nation, so again, thinking of Isaac, for any nation, its growth is limited by the resources that it has to draw upon. There's a basic economics right now. Limited resources, limited growth. There is a cap to how much a nation can grow depending on what, on what is available. If a nation only has one well, one supply of, of water, again, let's think of, a, of an old nation, not all the pipes and reticulation running, running through. It's, essentially, it's, it's the same. But, but you think of this well, and there's just this one, one little well in, in the middle, and you've got this growing people. There is a limit to how much that well can provide for. Is, is that right? There, there is a limit. So to grow and for a nation to be economically and, and physically viable then there needs to be a supply that will meet demand. And if there isn't supply to meet the demand, then in the long run, things sort of level out and, and, and change, and, the, and whole economies are based on that in really simple terms. So if we have a growing nation, what do we need to do? We need to continue to dig. We need to continue to find those resources so that growth can take place but so that this nation can find a place of freshness and nourishment. So back to Isaac. So finally we have some good news. The next well that Isaac dug came with no disputes. Happy days. It was, was his. And the people, they now had somewhere that they could come and drink from. How encouraging would that be? And so he named it Rehoboth, which means wide and open place that just sounds like freedom doesn't it this wide and open place you've come to this this place of freedom and he says for now the lord has made room for us here is here is our place and we shall be fruitful in the land and so he was able to drink from this same place that his father's people drank from i reckon that's pretty cool you know, to be able to dig into these, these old, old wells and be able to um, be drinking from what sustained a nation before, a people before, and to be able to enjoy that as well. And, you know, we are blessed here in this, this church with many wells that have been dug in the past and many that we continue to drink from, probably some that could be dug afresh, but we also have new wells to dig. Isn't that right? And that's what the people did in Genesis 26. They went on to dig more wells. Growing people, need, we need more wells. Growing nation. And we need to dig new wells. Sometimes the old wells dry up. So some wells don't, don't last forever. There are some incredible wells that have been providing no nourishment for hundreds and even thousands of, of years in, in some countries. But there are others that just have a season. And then their, their time is done and then they become a hole in the ground. But for us to expand, we need to be intentional. That's our theme this year. We, we need to be looking for those places where we can dig new wells. 
and we need to be discerning where are we? I want to dig where there's water. Anyone else want to dig where there's water? We, want to, we need to be discerning and, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when he says, this is where I want you to, want you to dig, These are the, this is the place I want you to contend for right now. It's, we need to dig new wells. So I've got a funny story. Yesterday I had a debate with God. Okay, he won. It was only a short debate because I, I know there's no point debating with God, him being God and all. And so I'm going over, over my message and the things that I prepared during the week. And at this point, I had this great list of, of all these different wells, you know, these pictures of, of wells. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to finish a message with, with all these wells? And I, I like practical messages. I like things that we can, you know, that we can do, that we can take. And, and God said, nice list, but I've only got one thing I want you to finish with. And I thought, but this is, you know, we've been talking about wells, plural. And uh, so it would be a great way to finish a message. And anyway, God wins. It's a true story. It, it, uh, the dialogue might not have been exactly as I've been describing it now, but it was, it was some, somewhat like that. I thought it would be a great way to finish a message. But, and God said, it's a nice list, but this is what I want you to share. So if you're taking notes... I'm going to give you the dot points of what I had, but I'm not going to spend any time on them because I don't want to be disobedient to the Lord. So here they are. One are the wells of praise and worship. And I probably won't even give you time to read it because I don't want to get in the way of, what, of uh, these other words. Another are the wells of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. We have the wells of the Word. We have the wells of prayer. And we have the wells of community and of family. Now, would someone tell God that that was a really, would have been a really good thing to finish with if I could expand on those a bit more? But anyway. So I don't want to take any more time. But I will say that any of those wells, you, you take those, write them down, and you seek, seek the Lord because there might be some of those wells that you might need to redig or dig afresh. But I would like to say that just like the Philistines, these are the things that the enemy will try and throw stones into. These are the things that he is going to clog up. Because, and, but so we have to contend for them. Not just dig, but there are times that we're going to have to fight for these and defend these wells. Okay, I'm going to move on. So there's one well that he's calling us to dig afresh. And that's the wells of our heart. Now, I didn't like this point. You're probably getting that. I liked my list. <laughs> Can we go back to my list? <laughs> because at least it gives you something to do, you know? And we, we tend to like things that we can do. You know, what, what, can, what can I do? What's, what's the answer to, to this situation? We like the things that we can do. And we, we're looking for things that we can do. And, you know, in, in businesses and in churches and throughout the world, we're all looking for things that we can do, you know? Many leaders in, in churches are looking for what can I do? What's the program that we can bring in? What's the, the thing that we can run in our church? What's the thing that's going to change this situation that we, we're going to see things shift? Because we like things that we can do. The things that might fix everything. The things that will change our marriages. The things that will change this, this work situation. 
and we can go to conferences and we're after these things that we can do. And sometimes we can get to a point where we're so desperate that we say, just tell me what to do. Anyone ever been there? Yeah. But there is no magic pill. And if God is saying that we need to dig the wells of our heart, in fact, these other things, you know, these things of prayer and the word and things, these are probably some of the tools that you'll see on that screen there that are going to be a part of digging the wells of our heart. So maybe not wells in themselves. These, these are the tools, these seasons that we're going to go through in digging the wells of our heart. And so God said to me yesterday, he said, Adrian, so I'm personalizing, I know there's three Adrians here today, so sorry guys, you're in on this too. I want you to dig the wells of your heart and I want you to dig deep. Does anyone else feel that might be a word for them today as well? So as I said, some of these things on the list, these, these are probably the tools that we, we're going to need but the, the choice is not, to, not about the tools. It's God, I want to dig the wells of my heart. And I want, to show, want you to show me what I need to do every step of the way. I want you to show me what the tool is that I need and the places that I need to dig right now and show me what it is to dig the wells of our heart. So it's not going to come as a result of a great program, but it comes as a result of our choice. And here are the, choice, the choices we're going to make. God, this well is running dry. Sometimes there's hardly enough for me, let alone enough for a nation. Anyone ever been in that, that place before? God, these waters, they're not fresh anymore. There's, there hasn't been movement. There's a stagnancy there. It don't taste no good. God, these wells, they've got stones and they've got dirt thrown in them. I can see some things that others have thrown in, but there have been other things, Lord, that I've allowed to fall in those wells myself also. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 is a, a well-known scripture. And it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land now this was a promise at a for a specific people at a specific time and I'm I'm always wary about just grabbing scriptures randomly to use for my own device but the reality is not only do we see something that was a promise here but we see the character and the nature of God and that's deeper than, than any specific promise when you see the character and the nature of God, that this is what he's like, then this is something that you can count on. Do you get the difference there? So what we can count on is that if we will be honest about the state of our wells, the state of our heart, and that we would come humbly before God and seek him earnestly. This is a re-translation into well talk now. If we'll come before him honestly, if we are willing to stand at the well and say, I'm willing to dig 
this new well or dig out this stone and dirt and muck and whatever I need, then God will bring healing to our land. He will let those waters flow afresh. Does that sound like a reasonable translation? Because that's the heart and the nature of God. Not just That's not even a prophetic word there. That is God's nature for you. So let's pray. And I've got a song that I'm going to play through the system in a little, little while if the guys want to get it, get it ready. But um, just a song actually called The, the Well. And uh, it's a song that I'll close with shortly as a point of reflection. So let's pray now. Lord, as David prayed, search me and know me. Lord, would you show us the state of the wells of our heart? Would you show us those, those wells that are, that are dry, that have not had anything running through them for, for quite a while, Lord, or maybe there just seems to be mud in the bottom of them because there's so little provision there. Lord, for those wells in our life that are, that are stagnant, there's water there, but it's been sitting there for a long time. And Lord, for those wells that are contaminated, Lord, those wells that the that where, where the enemy has come and he's thrown things down, Lord, where we haven't contended for the well of our heart and we've allowed these things to go in. Lord, we've even been stupid enough to throw stuff down ourselves at times. Lord, forgive us for the state of our wells, Lord. We confess that these wells are our responsibility, Lord, and we've not guarded them as we should. And so our resolve today, Lord, is we want to dig these wells out again. We want to find these places of nourishment and of refreshing and of goodness. Lord, we want to clear the rocks and the stones and all of the dirt and the debris out of these wells, Lord, that they would flow again. And Lord, that we wouldn't be just barely enough for us, Lord, but there would be enough for the nations that are depending on us, Lord, because there are nations. We know, Lord, there are nations depending on us, Lord. For each person here, there is a nation. And that might be one child. That might be a whole community. That might be a ministry. That there are nations that are depending on us, Lord. And we want to be able to provide. Lord, thank you as we dig the wells of our heart, Lord, that even though sometimes our situations don't change, we change. And because we change, everything changes, Lord. In John 7, it says, And on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and he said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. 
So as we just play this song, I will invite you if you want to deal with the state of your wills. If we just pause it for a sec, guys. Um, if we would just consider the state of our wills this morning. Um, I do have some words which I'm going to bring up if we can get the projector back up as well, just to follow through, because sometimes it's hard to make out words. But, but this is a song called Come to the Well. And if you'd like prayer this morning, the opportunity is there. We've got a team of people that will pray with you. But let's examine the state of our wells. Amen. One of the things, uh, as, I was, as I was listening to that song, I went back over that scripture that, uh, that Adrian read through right at the start. And the, the herdsmen of Gerar said, that's our well. They said, that's ours. They didn't take responsibility for it. When somebody else finally dug it out, they, they said, we want that back. But the, re the reality is that we're supposed to dig the wells of our own heart. It's our responsibility. Nobody else is going to dig these wells for us. So we actually need, as that song said, we need to leave all that behind. Some of the things that we may have put in there ourselves, some of the, the troubles we've been through in life, some of the things that have happened that may have stopped up the well, we need, to, we need to come before the Holy Spirit. We need to say, Holy Spirit, what tools do I need to get this out? Do I need to spend more time in the Word? Do I need somebody to pray with me? Do I need to spend time worshiping? We saw a number of tools up there. Ask the Holy Spirit just to lead you. How do I, how do I dig this well out properly? But take responsibility for your own well. Don't let others do it all for you. Because I know for me, I want to I be the best I can be in God. I don't want to sit back and just wait for others to do everything. And that means I've got to make choices. I've got to pray. I've got to study the Word. I've got to uh, do things for God myself. So we're going to pray and close the meeting. If you need to come up for prayer, feel free. As Adrian said, there's a few people here that love to pray with you. But uh, we're just going to pray and then hand this week over to God. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your greatness, for your loving kindness. Lord, I thank you for the, uh, for the challenging word we've just heard. Lord, I ask that you just, uh, as Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there's any wicked way in me to lead me into the way everlasting. Father, we ask that you put your finger on our hearts. We want to live our lives to honour you the best way we can. So we pray for every person in this place. We thank you that you are a God who loves us, who cares for us, who sees every piece of material that might be stopping our well. And you love us. And you want to see that well completely running uh, as it should. So Lord, we, we want to honour you. We surrender to you again. Lord, we ask that you just lead us and guide us as we leave this place, as we go out into this week. Lord, orchestrate our paths. We want to serve you. We want to live for you. We want to see you glorified and we just surrender to you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Make sure you go out.